Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Tyreek Hill is with the Miami Dolphins, meaning he is no longer a Kansas City Chief. But we did hear from brand new Chiefs wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He spoke to the media on Friday, and we got some of his thoughts on joining Kansas City as well as Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Marquez, welcome to Kansas City, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'll have two questions, Brad. Hey, uh, the first one, obviously there was a lot going on during your free agent visit on Wednesday. How much did the trade of Tyreek Hill influence your decision to pick the Chiefs over the Saints? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a, a huge decision. I, didn't, uh, um, I think that with the departure of him, it gave me a, a really good opportunity to, you know, be in a position um, to come in and, and be an immediate impact, you know, right away. And so I think that was a, a huge uh, factor into it. And, and along those same lines, you know, we talk about your skill set. We know about your 20.7 yards per catch average uh, on your career, or excuse me, 17. How do you think your skill set specifically fits what the Chiefs like to do on offense? Well, obviously I've been a, a top deep throughout the league for you know my four years in, in my career, obviously for the, those stats that speak for themselves, um, but also not limited to, to just that. And I think Coach Reed does a really good job of getting his playmakers the ball. And I think with having uh, obviously Pat under center and, you know, Coach Reed, you know, calling those plays, I think um, I fit right in. Hey, Marquez, uh, welcome to Kansas City. Um can you elaborate a little bit on what you, how you see your role here in the offense? What, uh, what you think you bring maybe that the Chiefs didn't already have without you? Uh, I mean, obviously, I, don't, I can't tell you the, the exact role that I have. I can't really speak to the future, um, but I know the type of player that I am, and I know, you know the type of player that um, I want to continue to grow to be. Uh, I think that just walking into this building, um, you know, looking at the, the roster, they had a lot of turnover, and they're wide out room in the last, you know, few weeks, you know, they think their top, you know, four guys or three guys are, are all gone, um, you know, from the year before outside of McColl. Uh, so just walking into the, the building with this opportunity, you know, I think that I provide a, a, a spark and obviously being in the league four years playing with, with Aaron, you know, I know what it looks like. And obviously playing with Devontae, I learned so much from, from him. Um, I think that, you know, my skill set will speak for itself, you know, come Sundays. Hello, thanks for doing this with us, and, and congratulations on, on the deal. Thank um, you. Uh, similar to everybody else here, I have, I have two questions as well. Um, you know, Marquez, you put something on Twitter that was um, that was truly notable yesterday and talking about what it meant to you to be cut from your high school team as a freshman to now mm-hmm. obviously earning your, your second contract. Just um, from that time to now, what do you think has been the reason uh, you've accomplished this to this point in your career? Uh, obviously, God first. You know, I wouldn't be in a position without, you know, God and the people who are, you know, in my life. Obviously, my my parents, you know, they helped me out uh, all just throughout this whole thing from, you know, from that day all the way up until today. Um, and then, obviously, the coaches that I've had, you know, in my life who have believed in me and who have helped me, you know, to this process. I just talked to my high school coach because, um, you know, Contrary to popular belief, uh, people think that that uh, tweet was, you know, a shot at him when that's the, the furthest thing from it. Me and him have a great relationship. I just talked to my receiver coach from high school, uh, actually on my way over um, to, to the Zoom. So, um, you know, just those people who, who've been involved and just believing in myself and just battling through adversity, 
you know, obviously I've been doubted at every level that I played at and, you know, been able to overcome it. And secondly, um, because like you mentioned earlier, working with Aaron, um, seeing what his connection was with, with Devontae, obviously, uh, how much of that plays a role when you know you could be going from one superstar quarterback to the next with, with someone in, with Patrick and just how do you envision that um, when you when you first hear that sort of possibility? Yeah, obviously, you know, me and Aaron have a great relationship and it was really tough to even walk away because I still had that opportunity on the table to, to go in and, and play with him for, you know, the rest of his career, you know, whether that be another one year, two, three, however long he decides to, you know, go in and, and play, um, you know, so walked away from that opportunity and, and walked into one um, with a very similar, you know, quarterback, um, obviously talent wise, you know, they both won MVPs, both won Super Bowls, you know, so obviously they both hell of a football players. Um, and I think that just having this opportunity to build something long-term with Pat is going to be, you know, life-changing. Sorry, uh, Brad, I'll have a follow-up as well. Um, just first of all, your, your impressions of Andy Reid, right? I know you're going to get to know him, but just what his reputation kind of is around the league and what, what, what you're thinking he is as you come in here. Yeah. I mean, uh, coach Reid is obviously, been, uh, obviously coach Reid has, uh, been successful for a very, very long time. Um, one of the best offensive minded coaches, um, same with EB. Um, I think that they've done a great job, you know, over the last four years that I've been in the league, you know, if having one of the top offenses year in and year out. So having a, a coach like that who can get the guys the ball is always important. And he's figured out ways, no matter what coverage they're in to get guys the ball. And, and that's huge. And then uh, as far as contracts, when, when you look at it, and I know you had other options and everything, but and I know Nate asked you about, you know, Rodgers to Mahomes, but just, you know, NFL deals aren't generally 100% guaranteed, right? But your likelihood to get to the end of that deal would seem to be you'd benefit greatly by having a great quarterback, right? Your best chance to be a great receivers have a guy throwing. It seems like, you know, that, that would be an attraction because you're more likely to get paid every year of your deal if you're signing on with a great quarterback. Is that the mindset that you and your agent have when you were kind of looking at these deals and having a chance to play with another uh, great quarterback will make you more money? Not necessarily, no. Obviously, you always want to have a great quarterback. Um, but it was more so about walking into a building. Um, you know, obviously, my top three teams were um, New Orleans and um, and then the, the Packers outside of the Chiefs. So all those places had great quarterbacks. You know, Jameis is thrown for 5,000 yards, you know, in, in the season. And, you know, if he threw a few less picks, he would have been an MVP, you know, same conversation of, of Aaron and, and Pat. So, Obviously, I had three options where I could have been in, in a position where any of those places would have worked out for me um, with, with the quarterback situation. And, you know, the finances weren't, you know, a, a huge factor um, when it comes to the longevity of it. Obviously, Aaron's toward the end of his career, past at the beginning of his career. You know, Jamison, you know, right in his prime. You know, so obviously those things didn't really play a huge factor in it either. Um, I think it was just more so what was the best place for me um, to, to do what I wanted to do as a, as a player. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney with 610. Go ahead, Pete. Congratulations, Marquez. Um, Brad, I'll just have one quick thing after this. Um, just wanted to know so far your communication with Patrick, what that has been like, and do you guys intend to, to get together maybe even before some of these workouts start to, to throw together? Yeah, um, he called me as soon as I landed in, in Kansas City, told me how bad he wanted me out there, you know, so you know, that was good to even just you know hear that. And then, you know, as soon as I signed, he was one of the first people to call me um, and reach out. And say how excited he was. And then, um, 
you know, we, we talked about, you know, possibly coming down to Texas and, and getting some, you know, some, some throws in with him and some of the other guys. So that'll be good to do. And then obviously OTA is going to be right around the corner. So. And then the second thing I'm, just, and I'm asking this in, in a good way, and you'd mentioned already the chip on your shoulder. Do you sense that there could be that type of thread between you and a McColl and a Juju just in the sense of for different reasons, kind of something to prove as, as a wide receiver room that, that you guys can, can be on that level for Pat? Uh, I mean, I don't think it's really a, a something to prove. We all know what we can do, you know, and I think that's what it is. You know, it's never about, you know, proving anybody else wrong. It's always about proving ourselves right, you know, so we wouldn't be in that room if we, if we couldn't play football. You know, at the end of the day, and you know, the, the Chiefs all believe in us and we all believe in ourselves. And, and that's our primary focus is going to be the best version of ourselves. You know, we've got four more hands up. We'll go right down the line, starting with Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Marquez. Uh, welcome to Kansas City again. And, and, and uh, hope your time is uh, productive. Uh, two quick questions for you. How were you how were you pitched? I mean, because just, just look at the timeline. Did you already know that Tyreek was going to be gone? And so when they recruited you or, or what was the expectation on when you, you know, when you first had the conversation with them? And then I do have a quick follow up. All right. Well, the name is Marquez, by the way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, my okay, no, um, no worries. Yes, you know, I always corrected. Uh, but, you know, um, like I said, Kansas City wasn't really on my radar. Um, and my agent called me and said, hey, you know, Tariq, maybe traded out of there. Would you be interested in, in hearing what they have to say? And I said, yeah, 100 percent. You know, like I had been talking to a bunch of teams for, you know, a week and just kind of weeding everything out and trying to make the best decision. Um, doing a lot of praying about it. And, um, you know, the, the opportunity came and you know, I said, yeah, of course, I'll be interested. I would you know, love to play with Pat. And they're doing a lot of great things and they compete for championships year in and year out. Um, you know, I've turned down a bunch of other deals for, for more money um, because I just didn't want to go and lose. You know, so that's kind of how it was. And I'm, I'm super competitive. And, you know, it's not always about the money, you know, so that was, you know, that was a factor in why my decision hadn't been made for a week. Um, yeah. And, and, and with that being said, I mean, were you pitched when they, when you signed or when you were signing with them, were you pitched on the idea of being wide receiver number one, knowing that Juju was here? Cause I know you've, you know, played, uh, I guess you could say number two with the uh, Devontae Adams. So, I mean, did you know that you were, you know, are they bring you in as a number one wide receiver, number two? And then of course, knowing that they still have, picks in the draft that they might go after another wide receiver or trade for another one. Do you know exactly how they've, how they envision you here? I was pitched on the opportunity. It wasn't about, you know, you're going to be wide receiver one. You're going to come in and do exactly what Tyreek did for us. And this, that, and the third we're, we're different players, you know? So it, it's I'm pitched on the opportunity that you can come in and, and contribute and, and be a, a part of something special. And that was what was attractive. And obviously a, a great quarterback, you know, in a winning organization. Last three, we'll go next to Nick Jacobs. Go ahead, Nick. And Brad, I'll have a follow-up. Uh, Marquez, uh, Marquez, uh, my, Marquez. Um, yeah, sorry. So my question for you is, going through what you did your freshman year and, and through high school, what was it able to teach you to reach that point, and what did you learn from those coaches that kind of helped you get to where you are now? I just believe it in myself. Um, like I said, obviously, as a freshman, I wasn't good enough, you know, to, to make the team. You know, I had to take it accountability, you know, stop pointing a finger at everybody else and saying, no, they're not giving me a chance to this, that, and the third, and have to say, I got to be better. And and once I did that and used that as, you know, self-motivation and learn how to, you know, build that drive within myself and not need anybody else to to do it. And and I was, took that and ran with it. Um, and I've been self-motivated ever since. 
And I think it's pretty, that paid off for me. And then with each off season, when you're improving on finer points technique wise, how do you go about that when you're trying to work on your release or route running or a different type of catches or timing with a quarterback? What all do you like to do in an off season? Um, to be honest, I really haven't done anything differently. Um, you know, each off season, I think it's just fine tuning the things that I do every day. You know, I, I route run, so run routes more. You know, and, and obviously, I've had the best wide receiver in the NFL. You know teaching me I can FaceTime him anytime and you got a question no matter if he's in in Las Vegas or Green Bay or wherever he is you know I, I can give him a call and we can chop it up you know even when I signed my deal he's one of the first people to call me because we have a great relationship you know so having a guy like that you know to kind of teach you the game and you know becoming your own man and figuring out what you're good at and, and how you want to improve the things and being accountable to yourself is is what I've done each offseason to to become a better player. Last two, we'll go Robert and then Todd. Go to Robert. Hey, Marquez. Uh, you talked a little bit earlier, or you mentioned it a little bit, about taking you, – you got offered more money other places. Uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the wide receiver market this offseason. I mean, did you and your agent expect so many receivers to get paid this offseason? I mean, including yourself. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what we do. Um, obviously, um, the salary cap went up a little bit. And it's a, a pass first league now. So you got to pay the guys to, to catch footballs for the best quarterbacks in the league. And that's kind of how kind of how it is. And last to Todd Palmer. Go ahead, Todd. Uh, hey, congrats, Marquez. Um, I saw you joking on social media about the length of your last name. And I just wondered if there was a story you could share about the decision to hyphenate it and, and why well, how long it's you've had a hyphenated last name. Yes, yeah, so uh, my uh, last name is hyphenated because I took my stepdad's last name, um, the Scantling. Um, he's been a part of my life since I was a, a baby. Um, he's my role model. Uh, that's the person that I, you know, want to grow up to and, and be just like. He's done so much for me. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to y'all today if it wasn't for him. Um, and that's why I chose to keep, you know, his or take his last name. And why it's hyphenated is because uh, to be truly honest um when i was 18 um that's when i was legally allowed to change my name because my biological father wouldn't allow me to change it um until i was 18 and by that time i was already getting recruited by school so i didn't want to you know miss out on any opportunities by you know having a different last name and they can't get in contact with me so i just hyphenated it and then it kind of just stuck throughout college and here we are today with mbs as the as the name